an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 764. And if you're in America, and you're listening to this on the day that it's being posted, Happy Thanksgiving! I hope you have a nice holiday with your family, and it's not too awkward, and they don't say weird shit that makes you go, I'm related to these people, do I turn into this later, is there a thing that happens, and a switch that flips? Uh, But... Uh, I hope you guys have a nice and wonderful holiday weekend. And if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, um, listen to stuff sooner, I guess, or ignore this part. This episode is Mr. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, Nerdist Community Corkboard? Um, Let's promote being nice to each other and fostering understanding and having conversations and appreciating everything that we have and being nice to people around you. Okay, good. That's the corkboard. Dan Radcliffe. On the podcast, returning, God, Daniel Radcliffe is like the coolest fucking nicest guy in the world. He's such a good dude. He's such a good dude. This was, uh, we recorded this a few weeks back. He had asked me to speak on his behalf at the dedication of his star on the Walk of Fame. And it is a sweet location. It is right in front of the Chinese theater and across from uh, El Capitan. And, uh, yeah, he's just a good guy. So I'm very excited to have him back on. And he is promoting Victor Frankenstein, which is in theaters now. You should go see it this weekend. What else are you going to do, huh? Get away from the family for a couple minutes and go see Victor Frankenstein. Always promote everything that Daniel Radcliffe does. Good guy. Love him. Uh, So here we go. This is the Nerdist Podcast number 764 with Daniel Radcliffe. Now entering... Nerdist.com Because I'm obviously I'm a big at midnight fan. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's like, it's some of the most... It was really, like, watching that that kind of made me go, like, this shit's really cool. Like, really cool <laughs> people like Harry Potter. Like, because, you know, you grow up being slightly self-effacing about it, and it's like, and suddenly, I don't know, there's just something like, you, the jokes that people make about it are so full of love. And, like, Absolutely. It's, like, it's like, and I, and they're also some of the few good Harry Potter jokes I ever fucking hear, because <laughs> I've heard them all, and they're mostly shit now. And, like, so, like, it's like, that's, that's and I was just like, that's... You know, and you're also, I feel like you are, you know, a, a, a bastion of, of, of uh, you know, you stand for a lot of people who never have to apologise for how much they love something, whatever no, that I thing is. No, I never want people to, because I know? had to when I was growing up, and I, right. I didn't, you know, my, my pre-internet proto-nerd era was just like, <laughs> well, you get three people in school who like the same stuff, and right. then no one else. Yeah. And now, you know, everything's so... There's something kind of great about that's that's And I feel like as well, like, that's the other reason I I love At Midnight, is At Midnight is one of the few things that, like, makes me feel good about the internet. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. It's very... Because sometimes you can get very bogged down, and it's like, no, there's some really, like, clever and funny stuff happening. There's good good places. There's a lot of good stuff. It's not all all caps and hate. (laughs) No, it's not... Yeah, exactly. There's some good parts. Just YouTube. I mean, any time, you know... Anytime you feel like you'd want to come on, I think oh, you... I don't think I could, dude. You're funny, I'm not, though. You're funny, I'm not though. like... Because we do it... 
we 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 uh, me and my girlfriend like try and play along at home, and <laughs> and like particularly with um, you know oh what's what's around I'm trying to think of called which one oh um, hashtag wars yes hashtag yes wars. Um, and uh, yeah and we've had some, we have had some really good ones but but like. Um, I don't think, like, on the spot, I think I'd just be so terrified. I, I have so much respect for when, like, actors go on there and, like, people who aren't, like, straight-up comics and, like, when you have to do, like, some specials on, like, for a TV show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Man, you're brave. Because um, <laughs> that's, like, that seems like the hardest but thing. But the show is designed to, you know, everyone... The show is designed to be as supportive as possible. Oh, so it's never... Yeah. So it's not like, aha, no. we gotcha, you fucked this one up. You know. <laughs> but that's what's great about it as well. Um... Because it's it's just it's the type of show that uh, has existed in England for a sort of there's been loads of versions. You've got like a kind of, channel of them. It's basically yeah, like it's that's the route to become a comedian in England. Like I feel like you do, you know, you that's like what people a lot of people want to get on to to you know get on that and then get on live at the Apollo and like that's the route that a lot of people take. But like it, it but what a lot of those shows and what kind of the most prominent of those shows has done. It started off great, but then, like, now it's just... The, the sense of competition on it is, uh. like, vicious. <laughs> and whereas, like, you feel on, on your show, it never seems like that. Like, it's it's just... There's a lot more... Yeah, there's, it's very sort of warm, and that's a lot to do with Oh, you, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I always wanted it to feel like... You know, like, I know mo- almost everyone who comes mm. on. There's sometimes people come on it's that I haven't cool. met, but... Ultimately, I just wanted to feel like, oh, we're all hanging out and fucking around, and this uh, is what it's like to be hanging out with comics. And you introduced me via that to Ron Funches. Ron Funches! As well, like, Jesus Ron Funches! God, the the best! Time. Just, uh, it's one of those, he's one of those comedians that, like, you just start smiling from the moment <laughs> that, and, uh, like, the, from the moment he opens his mouth, because the voices are quite unexpected, and it's got that, like, that, just that fantastic, like, measured speech saying the funniest shit. And he happens to be hilarious too. Like everything yeah. about him I think he would destroy in England. I think if he I went really, to England no, he I would really, fucking I really destroy. I think he would. Absolutely. Because he's right. got kind of the silly soft presentation with really smart jokes. Yeah. I mean yeah I think I'm I, I, yeah so thank you. for. for oh my god of course. I, I want to <laughs> go to England and I want to go perform and I, I was talking to Jimmy Carr about oh, coming cool. over and doing Oh, I don't know. Eight out of ten cats. You should eight totally out of ten do cats. Eight out of ten maybe cats. Out of t- eight out of ten cats. And he was like, "You should do QI." I'm like, "I don't." That oh, scares me. You would also love QI. I no, love it, should, but you it. should totally go on QI. You would have a trove of information. I think I'd be too nervous to meet Stephen Fry. Like, there's some people where he's you're just so, like, he's so nice, though. He seems really cool. He's really cool, and and he's also like. He is human. Like he doesn't know everything. Like he he is an encyclopedia, but he's not like he's not intimidating when you meet him at all. Like because he's just like he talks about normal shit too. He's not just constantly going around being, you know, verbose and intelligent. It's, <laughs> he, he does. You know, it's he's uh, yeah. He's he's great. I've, I've been fortunate to meet him a few times and and he's and, and hung out with him a bit and he's he's great. You definitely you should really go on that show. You should go on that to. and and definitely eight out of ten cats you enjoy. You could also they there's a great thing they do now called eight out of 10 Cats does Countdown, which is there's a quiz show during the day, which is traditionally watched by, like, students and older people and me. And that is is, uh, about, basically, like, you get, I think, eight or nine letters and you have to find the longest word you can make out of it. And then there's a numbers round, which I fail miserably at and don't pay attention to. But then what they've done now, so it's a very straight-up quiz show during the day, and then what they do now, they have 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown, where they just, like, get a load of comedians on, do the exact same show, but with people who are just shit at the game and like sometimes don't try and like, I have a wife one letter word J like it's 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 a lot of fun yeah. that's fantastic yeah I wanna it's it's really my work schedule has prevented me from going to you, England yeah. because I can't, I only this, get, like, and you do the Talking Dead and you're doing a tour all the time isn't it because you like say the Fun Comfortable Tour at the end of yeah, the show just, so it, like, it just, never stops I'm, sh- I'm shooting the special in January and it's gonna be the this tour as a special and then I start touring again like a month later with the new like I have to start the new one dude so it just it just you know but I I, I don't know I love it yeah no absolutely I, I, I love it I love it too much brilliant. but you know like when you yeah it, it doesn't feel like work well yeah exactly and when, when you when you go through these periods where you get opportunities to cool stuff you're like I gotta do that why yeah. wouldn't I of course I gotta absolutely. do that one day people might not be asking like, exactly absolutely. yeah absolutely. yeah it's it's uh, it's yeah you've got like that's I mean like 
I feel like that's the you know com- what my life's been composed of largely. It just is, is the opportunity to somebody saying, "Do you want to do this crazy thing?" And me going, "Yeah." But not everyone great. would appreciate it, though. And that's and that's the thing I said. And first of all, I was so honored that you asked me to speak at the presentation of your star. Yeah, so when you did it, Chris Columbus, who is a freaking legend, yeah. he was so nice. He's and the nicest he's so guy. Nice. But honestly, what I said is absolutely true. Is that I think the the best thing that people should know about you is just what a nice down-to-earth guy you are when all of the evidence could suggest that if you weren't, people would go, okay, yeah, I get it. He's been in the business a long time and he's in this big... Ma- but just but the fact that you are just like a sweet guy, that's such a that's such an important but thing. But it, it doesn't. It, it it I mean, in a way, thank thank you first of all. Also, like it's such a hilariously low bar to have to hit as like an actor. That like if you're just like a fairly decent person, people are like, "This is amazing! How did this happen?" And like, so like I and it's also it's kind of sad that like I don't know that like you said like if if. You know, people would understand. They've got. Oh, well, he's been in the business a long time. This is a really fucking great business. Like, there's no, there's no reason that being in this business should screw you up. And it always seems like. I think there are like some people who are, you know, who you hear stories about who are mad that are genuinely like probably like slightly mentally unwell. I think there's always going to be some of them. But I think a lot of the time it is like some weird choice and something. The insular about like people who want to live in a in a just echo chamber where they, I don't know they they hear they're fantastic all the time and <laughs> I, I don't know it's a it's it's a weird um, thing but I also think that like the vast majority of actors are totally cool it's just that the ones who are dicks you know you hear stories about and you get reputation and but I think I. I mean, I think they're getting fewer and far between. I, I mean, I've I've worked with so few. Like, I mean, I've heard I've I've heard gazillions of stories, but actually only encountered it like once or twice. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, because I, I, you know, the I, when I was talking to Chris about it before the thing, before you got there, we were, I was saying, you know, Dan's such a nice guy, and whenever you meet someone who was a child actor who grew up in the business and they turn out to be cool, it's usually because their parents were they had very yeah. good parents, and Chris said. You know, it was one of the things about when we were casting Harry Potter, we actually were casting parents as well. Yeah. Because they knew yeah. that this was going to be a journey and they didn't want to have any craziness with parents. And he said, yeah. so, like, all the all the main kids, like, all the parents, are, they, everyone was just cool. It was yeah. just really cool. I mean, I, I as I said, like, in, in my speech, you know, and they always, I'm incredible, because everyone always thinks that Shobo's parents are... Uh, going to be pushy and like my parents are so not pushy but I, I rarely ever talk about it because as soon as you start talking about it in other people's minds you're like maybe protesting too much or something so sure. like I just very rarely talk about them and they you know they were always like between every film they said they would say to me you know are you still happy is this still something you want to do like it was never I'm not somebody who you know is living their dreams for them even though they were both actors when they were young um, but I never felt like pushed towards anything or and you know and, and today like several times throughout the day everyone was like do they want to they want to come on the stars and, and like get pictures done and stuff and I would just kept looking over at them and I was going no no, no don't, please um, and so you know they, I you know I, I did I got insanely lucky um, with them and, and, and the fact that they you know they knew the business so even if they hadn't like because they hadn't ever done many films my dad has one acting credit on IMDB um, but they like which is actually a film with Maggie Smith and like Bob Hoskins and oh, wow. like, loads of people that I ended up working with later on weirdly. did they remember working with your dad? no okay. <laughs> um, my, dad, my dad had one line and they, they cut away from his bloody face when he says oh. he's young priest and he's, his line was I think but why would she do such a thing? <laughs> and they cut away. And they cut away from what was the face. movie? Uh, the Lonely Passion of Miss Judith Hearn. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is if there could there be a more British sounding film? That is the most British sounding <laughs> the film. The Lonely Passion of Miss Judith Hearn. <laughs> it's like a, that really hits hits everything right there. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I mean, the only yeah. thing that could make it more of it were like Sherlock Holmes presents. Presents. And then, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. No. It's. It's a. Uh, I never watched it. We watched it. I, I bought a copy of it once because we got taken with the idea of it. But when we got taken with the idea of it, we happened to be in Spain. Uh-huh. So the only copy of it we could find. And we did, like, 
we found a copy of it. There was just one in like the first place we went into. I don't know if it's like a big movie there. I'm sure it's probably not. But, right. like, but it was called like La Pasión de Solidaro or like oh something like, great sounding. Your dad fan. may have an Oscar waiting for him in Spain. <laughs> you don't even know. He um, and yeah, but we got it, and so we watched him like I think dubbed maybe or subtitled as well or is something. Is that young priest over there? <laughs> yeah, he was, young priest. And he was. I think he was maybe. Is he lifting? I think maybe he has a scene. I think maybe Maggie's in the scene. I think maybe she is the she that he is saying, why would you do such a thing about? That's amazing. Um, but yeah, so they, but yeah, so I was to have people that knew, you know, a bit about the industry and, and from various sides of it. Um, and they, they really like guided me through and just like how to be on set and how to, you know, be focused. Like there was, I remember, you know, and, and you do it by screwing up. Like I remember in the audition phase of Potter, when I, I had the part and they were auditioning people to play Malfoy, there was a kid that came in, and I like, still feel bad about this sometimes. Um, there was a kid who came in and he had to say the line, I'm Malfoy, Draco Malfoy. And he chose to give a absolute like James Bond reading of that line, Malfoy, <laughs> Draco Malfoy. And at my like 10-year-old, 11-year-old self found that funny and laughed on his first take. And it's like his audition, which like it's a dick thing to do. Even at, even at 10 or 11, like it's still like, come on. Um, and I remember turning around to the back of the room. I just saw my mum looking at me like, don't you laugh in this kid's audition. Oh. Like, and I was just like, okay, yeah, really good point. Did not laugh anymore. <laughs> um, so, you know, stuff oh, like that's that. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like now. I mean, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> so, um, so I'm sure he's not like he. I'm sure he hasn't been thinking about it. Like, oh, God, I hope not. What if he has? And then that motherfucker laughed. <laughs> my perfect line Dra- delivery. He's a, he's like could have been Draco TV. <laughs> uh, it's just all of the. He's just cut himself into all the films. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know it's so funny because I I feel like. The, you know, I did, when I did the thing today, I thought, well, I don't want to make a bunch of... I made one reference to it, because like, well, if I should make one reference to it, but but it is... But I know, I mean, I know. And you've done so many other things, which were... I mean, any so many other people would have just done that, and then like, well, that's it. But you've made so many bold, interesting choices since then. And so, I, you know, I think it will end up being one of those things... Hey, it's really cool. He was Harry Potter, but he's done a billion other things since well, then. That, that's what, obviously, that's what I hope for. But I mean, like, I've also like definitely accepted a long time ago that Harry Potter is always going to be the thing I'm f- probably first and foremost associated with. I'm very much okay with that. There's this weird narrative that everyone wants to write. I think about people coming out of franchises that you either have to reinvent yourself and like disown whatever had gone before and like then do new stuff, or just do that forever and that'd be the only thing you're known for. And it's weird. That, that like that you can obviously do both. Like yeah. you can obviously still be incredibly proud of what you've done and you know do other stuff because people because as much as there's you know there will probably like if if say half the directors and casting directors and people who are likely to give me jobs in the industry uh, were thinking oh he's only gonna ever be Harry Potter after I uh, finish those films. And I don't happen to think it was that high a number, but say it's like absolutely like half the people out there. The other half were going, oh, but I wonder if he'd like to try this. Like, right. I wonder what he'd do if he was doing this. Like, people get excited about the opportunities to be, to be the one to reinvent you. Absolutely. Like, people get so people give you that chance. Like, and as long as you take it and and try and like do the best job with it that you can. And I'm I feel like uh, if there's the best thing I one of the best things I inherited from my dad was I think taste in scripts and you know he that's what he was you know he was a literary agent and he worked for writers and directors and so I I, I feel like that's the the thing that I have in my arsenal that like nobody that when you're doing interviews at 18 and people are saying like oh you know what are you going to do after this that's the thing that I had like that gave me confidence was like I think I can pick scripts and I think I can pick good you know projects and also I've been freed from the you know any kind of pressure to look obviously if a film is commercial and loads of people go and see it that's great but I've also been in the like the most commercially successful thing that I'm ever going to be in like I, the, there's, there's no way that I could do something that would make five billion dollars or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. I, like, I you know unless I build a rocket and sell it to NASA. Like I don't know how else that's. Achieved. I don't know how I could do that. So like it it's you know there's 
since that's done, I can kind of, I feel like I, I'm in a position where I can afford to make choices based on, like, is this going to make me happy? And that involves, like, challenging me and, and doing something I haven't done before and just being fun and working with people I want to work with. Like, yeah. most of my friends who are my age and, and act... If they get, like, a horrible, shitty job with people they hate, they have to do it. Um, and so to, like, not have that is ridiculous at 26. Well, I think people Great. know... I think people on some level, there, there's a they, have a... they have a molecular understanding when you're doing something just because you like to do... Like, because yeah. you want to do it. Like, so they go, oh, Horns is really interesting. Yeah. And that just, that obviously just feels like that was something that was really important to him and not... Oh, you know, he's chasing an audience and he's <laughs> yeah. trying to you did you just it seems like oh, you you do stuff because you're passionate about something. Yeah. And I, because I can because I'm like I feel like that's how most people would like to, you know, guide their careers, but it's just not an option that's open to everyone and like it's I'm very fortunate that I I do have that. So yeah, it's that's what that's what I like and I get to do like crazy the thing the film I want you to uh, like look out for and 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 see that I've got coming up as well. I know I'm obviously here to promote Victor Frankenstein, and, yes. and, and that's and that's what everyone should be going to see on Thanksgiving, obviously. Yes. Um, but I, I did another crazy thing called uh, Swiss Army Man. Yes. Which uh, with uh, the Daniels brothers. Daniels brothers. They're not fucking brothers. <laughs> but I call There's Daniel Shiner and Daniel Kwan. They're definitely not brothers. They're they. Uh, they're technically Daniel brothers because they have the fir- first name. Yeah, Daniel. exactly. So, so they're brothers in name. Oh, hello, Matt. Matt Myers hey, joined us. Good to see you, Daniel. Good to see you. Joined us. Hello, good to see you, Matt. Myra, how are you? Uh, you? Someone wrote Nerdist on the calendar. That meant any of three places. I was at the wrong ones. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Sorry, it's very rare that we're here at this stage. We usually we usually do these at midnight. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so this, so what's this movie? Uh, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird one. I've kind of been a bit of a tease here because I'm gonna uh, say now, like, I don't want to tell you too much about it because it is. I'll give you the the like the crazy line, which is it is about uh, a guy who is sort of in sort of a uh, kind of self-imposed exile in the woods living like in the wilderness um, and he finds a dead body and the dead body and he have a very heartwarming and amazing adventure together. Oh wow! Yeah, sounds like Castaway. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> that was that like, was a, that like, was a volleyball. Like, I am I am talking Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the after show I host. Castaway. Castaway. I'm Wilson. talking Wilson. Yeah, airs um, every three months on the movie channel. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what did you love about the movie? Um, it was one of the greatest professional experiences I've ever had because the director were as well as being geniuses and I really I don't say that lightly but like the stuff they do and they have their technical knowledge means that like so much of it was done like without visual effects and just through being very clever with cameras and tricks and like just they are the guys that did the video for Turn Down for What? Oh, mm-hmm. right. Where everyone's just like humping stuff. And I've heard of that floor. song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, they did they basically know like pretty much everyone on that crew has either worked for them for like six years or went to college with them so like the atmosphere on there was just amazing and watching like the art department find stuff just like in the woods we were filming in the woods in California and they would just be building sets out of stuff that they were finding it was it it was really like uh, just an amazing because that's you know what I was sort of talking about earlier a little bit in the speech as well was just like the thing that is amazing about making films and and about that experience for me is the fact that it is collaborative and the fact that you are in the middle of probably the greatest number of people doing the most varied uh, number of disciplines all towards making one thing happen and that's like when you know that feeling of being in the middle of that and of like that's what like I whenever I can help out with something like that's not acting involved I do as well just because it's like I don't know. It's it's you f- feeling a part of that sort of community feel, and because that's what I had growing up on Potter as well was like everyone was there for a long time, so we knew each other really well, and so that's why it was when you get that feeling on a set like Swiss Army Man, which was only like a twenty-five day shoot. We were essentially shooting an action movie in twenty-five days because oh um, it's like what did somebody say it was like? It, they said it was like if if. Terence Malick was directing a Farrelly Brothers movie. It <laughs> was, was, was how somebody described it, um, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's probably about right." Just like. 
beautiful shots of ridiculous shit. When does that come out? I don't know. I, like, fingers crossed, maybe, like, it'll be doing some festivals at the beginning of next year. It went through the Sundance Labs, so I don't know if that means it'll be there, but I hope it will. I mean, it'll the other... The, so you're talking, you're talking about community, and the thing that I... I think the, the Victor Frankenstein panel at Comic-Con this year was one of my favorite panels to do oh, cool. because you and James McAvoy had such a great relationship. Yeah. And ultimately he pinned it's you a up huge against the wall. Because he did 11 panels. So I did. That is. Thank you. But when you're doing when you're doing a lot of panels, you know, some the thing about it is you have to drive a lot of it because not every yeah. actor is comfortable about mm. talking in front of 7,000 right. people. Yeah. They also don't know what they can and can't say. It's a very surreal experience. They're right. tired because they just flew in for that. So when when you guys come yeah. on and you're fucking around and you're really fun and funny yeah. and cool, it, it just makes it so much more fun and easy for me. Yeah. Well, James and I definitely like yeah we counteract that by just like not caring about a lot of that stuff. Like I think <laughs> we like think about later. Like should we have said that? Maybe not. I mean it's fine. But that's the thing. I feel, I think we also uh, yeah. I've always been like. I know, I think maybe that's an advantage of starting young as well, is that you have no other option in interviews but to be yourself. Yeah. Because you're, you're so young, you're not going to try and like do a character or be somebody or not. You haven't got those systems in place yet. So, like, you, I, I didn't have that option. Plus, so you're you not sort, guarding anything, because you're not a, you're right. nothing to guard. You're yeah, a kid. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I think that you sort of learn that, like, being yourself is actually enough. Like, it, you don't have to try and be that more, more than that. And if you do, on the rare occasions that I have tried to be more than that, it normally goes very <laughs> It always backfires. Like, like dick. There's That's no... Why, I have a strict policy of never trying to be funny at awards shows. Just, like, whenever <laughs> I'm presenting an award and they're like, hey, would you make a few jokes beforehand? I'm like, no. Because no one is ever funny and no one's here to see me. They just want to know who won. Like, it's not like... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's... Can I also congratulate you on your Chappie episode of At Midnight? And it was oh, a long time thank ago. thank you. Thank you very much. I was, really? like, honestly on the point of crying. <laughs> thank you, Dave. At the end of that Because it wasn't just a Chappie. I know there was a few running gags that night, but they were all, like... <laughs> were, and that I, helped make Chappie the number one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. Oh, hang on. Um, but, um, Even though, I, I mean, listen, I'm a Huge fan of Neil Blomkamp. Like I, he's District Nine. I think is one of the greatest. You know, especially when you look at District Nine and you go, okay, how does he make this for almost no money? And then you look at Transformers and you're like, and you have all the money in the world, you got no fucking excuse. But then, but with Chappie, it was a little like, am I missing? I Chappie, there's something funny about the a the title, yes, Chappie, b the premise. It just it just became this. Stupid looking robot on the. It co- was basically short circuit. It's it seemed like it something. was short circuit, and it seemed like no one gave a shit. I'm surprised he didn't just go number five is alive. I mean, uh, that's why my, my most favorite thing is going on television, and uh, they asked for the plugs, and all I pl- promoted was the fact that I was going to be at a screening, just watching it on at 7:30 p.m. Hey, can we also say? Did anyone else see the thing? And I don't like it. This is just like I I'm not. I'm not talking shit about somebody. I, like, well, I sort of am, but I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm about to tell a story, but it was like it's. It's a public thing. But has anyone seen the 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 Shia LaBeouf thing that's going on right now? In New yes, York? it's amazing. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Have no, you he's live streaming. No, he's he's watching all yeah. of his movies in reverse chronological order uh-huh. in a theater for three days, and you can go and watch them with him. Uh-huh. You can just go sit with him. Yeah. Yeah, he, at any he, time. He hangs out at our gym. He just hangs out there. Yeah, in jeans, works out. Yeah, there's a gym that Matt and I both like, go to, and he <laughs> just hangs out there. It's just the weirdest thing, though, because like, that is, like, my idea. Like, if there's a hell and I go there, that is what my hell would be. <laughs> watching all of your me films. Watching all of my films. <laughs> Like forever. That's I. Then yeah. You get to quiet people. That shh. That's the best part. And for a lot of people, hell is watching all of Shia LaBeouf's movies <laughs> in reverse chronological no. order. You just made me think of it because it's the Transformers. I was do like, you think oh, he, man, does he end with that? the Even Stevens movie? I don't know. I, I do want to backtrack and say a little bit. I did not see Chappie. I don't know if Chappie. No, I or did I? So I never it, saw. That's what's hilarious. Really? That's what I love. Movie had no affiliation. Maybe a good movie. So good. I just felt like the trailers didn't really sell it as well as it as if it's a really good. movie. And I have been on a lot of cross-country flights since that it was available to watch yeah. and I still skipped it. Do you know what I did watch recently that is a great... Because you know I like kind of... I don't know if we talked about like the sort of my taste in like B-movies the last time we, we spoke mm-hmm. but like uh, I finally got around to watching Dragon Blade the 
other day. Uh, if you're aware of it, is that um, the uh, Jackie Chan, John Cusack, Adrian Brody China, yep. Chinese fight the Romans yep. movie. That's available on Delta right um, now. It is. <laughs> and it's also available on demand. Um, <laughs> I demand um, to see this movie! Because we saw the trailer for it ages ago and I was like, this looks incredible. <laughs> and, uh, and it really is. Really? It's so worth watching just because it's the str- just because like there's some of the strangest performances going. Jackie Chan's like really good. Adrian Brody's actually like full on giving performance. John Cusack's just like American John Cusack. Yeah, he's there. He's, he's just, there. He's just like fully American <laughs> as a Roman centurion. It's it's just it's it's it's. They it's cut to scenes. He's got two vape pens in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see. And, just, and because also it's like there's clearly so much money has gone into yeah. it. So I think it's like some huge co-production. Yep, and it's sure. Just, it is a big movie. Um, and there's one fight scene at the end where like all the different people from the Silk Road are there and it's like the fight scene in Anchorman where just everyone everyone brings everything it's really good and I also watched San Andreas the other day which is genuinely an also awesome a great movie. plane movie that's, but that's, gen- I, that's I'm not like, being at all ironic about that like I almost shed a tear they thought they did the family stuff really oh, well, well how I could you that not movie. I, I, I'm such a fan of you know I, I should watch it I, and I'm, oh, and, and I'm just, the reason I'm being watch a dick it. about because I love the, I think The Rock is fucking great but the thing about it was that I got all nerdy about it because I know that none of the science and I know it's, it's not, not supposed be to be. Right. I know it's not supposed to be. But but there was nothing remotely. But accurate. Paul Giamatti's giving it to you, so you kind of take <laughs> yeah. it well. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like you'll yeah. you'll you, you go yeah okay. And he has a couple of great lines that are clearly ad libbed. There's like there's like I, what am I doing in this movie? <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> um, uh, no, he's great in it, and like yeah, man, Dwayne Johnson is so good. He's like every movie he's been, and I like grew up loving WWF as it was then. Yeah. And um, so like, I'm just immensely happy every time I see him in a great. In is a, there a is there a rock or a rap song that encapsulates the story at the end that rolls during the credits? No. There's not. There is not. There's no, like, there's no deeper, bluer... I'm gonna shake it up with my love! Like, there's no, like, Aerosmith kind of jam at the end? Do you remember the Deep Blue Sea one? Yeah, Deep Blue Sea! Deep Blue Sea! My hand is like a shark fin! Well, you got LL. My hand is like a shark fin! In the movie, of course he's gonna... He was so good in that movie. I got to show my fiance Deep Blue Sea for the first time. She'd never seen it. Great film. And, uh... Sam Jackson's death, Sam Jackson's death scene in that film. Is he, that is such though. a it's such a great and Tom Jane's just all ripped yeah. and just fucking like he's he's the he's the dude. That movie is spectacular. Yeah. I absolutely love that movie. Yeah, me too. The other, right. the other good plane movie right now is Terminator Genesis. Okay, I was really into watching that on a plane and not in a theater. How many times have you seen Spectre? <laughs> Spectre I've only seen twice How is it? so I'm far. I really loved it. Oh, cool. I loved it just as a fan of James Bond movies. Oh, I thought it awesome. was like. They threaded the needle of giving me everything I wanted, but apparently no one else. <laughs> <laughs> but that's nice because you can feel I made the movie pure. Yeah, for but you. it's doing well. It's isn't great. It? Oh yeah, it's doing. It's doing amazing. just fine. But yeah. when adjusted for inflation, though, it's interesting. I was reading a big article in Bloomberg today about it, where it seems like it has to cross. They think it's going to peter out at about 180 million domestic. Right now, it's already at 300 million can worldwide. Can you peter out at 180 million? <laughs> Apparently, you can. Um. Uh, and they were like adjusting it for inflation, and when they adjusted for inflation across all the James Bond movies, it's the worst opening since *License to Kill*. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't so, know Somebody that. was so pleased with themselves when they worked that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I man. didn't deliver this bad yeah. news. <laughs> But it jumped 30% from Sunday to Monday, which never happens. So that's, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. It's going to be fine. Yeah, oh, they're it's doing really, just it's fine. I think they'll make really another one. They might make <laughs> another one. They could make another one. It'll be interesting because Sony this time doesn't have... They, they're, they're like, they need a new distributor because the Sony deal's done. Oh. Um, yeah. Should, should we just distribute it <laughs> ourselves? Yeah, I think what we do you got? What'd yeah, you bring? I got like a hundred bucks. I don't know if we have to pay for anything. We just get like Land Rover to pay for it. Aston okay. Martin, Gillette, every fucking. Yeah. You could totally. You yeah, could, I feel like you've you've yeah. made a convincing case that we Guys, could, we, let's do this. Let's pull our money. 20, you know what? Fifteen twenty years, you could be a Bond. I no, I don't really think so. I don't know. It's I'm, I'm trouble seeing myself that way. Because James was asked this question the other day, and he was saying basically the same thing. Like I feel like also like the cool roles in that films are like bad guys the villains yeah. like that's the yeah. that's sort of what I mean not to disparage Daniel Craig obviously because he's amazing as Bond and he has been amazing as Bond but like it's the 
sort of the villains and how you remember the films sure. in a way like that's, those are the characters those are the only things that really change I mean Bond is yeah, basically the exactly. same you know he's going to go in Batista, Batista's great as the fucking henchman yeah he's great where did he come from like his acting was not very good when he was wrestling <laughs> I, got to talk, recently, I got to hang out with a guy on set who's a, a stuntman who had worked previously as like a wrestler and was just like telling me like amazing stories about who's super cool and like the Hardy brothers are awesome apparently yeah. and just like but like just about the process of wrestling and how it works it was like fascinating it is do you fascinating. think you do you ever see yourself Start, starting to produce things that revolve around. I thought you were going to say step into the ring. Would you want to step into the ring? Oh no! I mean, do no, you think it's time? Think I went to one. Do you want a shot at the title? No, I just. What if I just like called out whoever's the champion? Please do. No. Hi, this is Dan Radcliffe. I think he had to vacate because he got injured at the last pay per view. He had to vacate the title. Who did? Uh, whoever was the, was the champion right now had to vacate. Now. I forgot. But I. But you know, when you look at something like that, and, and you know, is it? Do you do you go? Oh, I'd love to. Would you ever? Do you do you do you try to produce or seek out projects that are based on things like that that you love, or do you feel like no? I'd rather just be entertained by it rather than get involved yeah, with it. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I love like big disaster movie type things, but I think I kind of probably be shitting them. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that like. Because that's the thing. It's I, I, yeah. I don't know. I love I love watching them, but like I don't know if if I had to like Paul Giamatti deliver a load of kind of bullshit science that if I would believe myself doing that. And I mean, I know although like are you, you know, promoting a movie full of bullshit science right actually now? Kind of a spy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think you can do it, Daniel. <laughs> the difference between a movie like San Andreas and Victor Frank is that. What, Mary Shelley wrote a great. Well, it's the idea that I think there's a certain amount of suspended disbelief when you go yeah, into I a movie like, so. yeah, you know, yeah. when, you, when, when he discovers, you know, like how to, how to reanimate the dead, you know, going into that. Well, the science on this doesn't check out. Does, yeah. But for a for a, for a a contemporary disaster film that's that that presupposes uh-huh. the worst disasters are going. There's going to be a confluence of the worst disasters all at one time, and it's going to be. Well, that's the thing. They do stick to one disaster though in San Andreas. Oh, it is. It is just yeah, earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like earthquakes that cause tornadoes that cause volcanoes or something else. Well, right. I mean, there's a you're tsunami, onto but that's, you're onto something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but like that's I yeah I don't think I could uh, I, I I could yeah I just I don't know if I'll I'll be as good in those. In should those we have James movies. Bond fight a tornado in our movie? We should have James Bond fight Mothra. I think yeah. James Bond versus. Gamera or Mothra, <laughs> I think one of those one would be really great. I don't hate that idea. I think it'd be fucking great. I wish, you know, I wish, yeah, you know, if I were ever a crazy billionaire, I would just buy properties and just fucking on, mash buddy. them up. If, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm not. I believe just, you're getting married to a. All right, let's, not crazy billionaire. Let's just, let's just <laughs> take it down. Several notches. What would you do? Because I want to have this on tape so I can uh, play it at the wedding let's reception. Not really. We're here to talk about Dan. Uh, I'm kind of interested too, now. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Chris, what would you do if you were a crazy billionaire in this outlandish tale? <laughs> You can cut this out, Katie. <laughs> My fiance's great grandfather was William Randolph Hearst. Oh wow! <laughs> See, Daniel Radcliffe's laughing at you, Chris. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, is, Katie, that is a name. You Matt, can't Matt cut this out, but send the file to me. Uh, what, what a thing to tease like about. <laughs> well, it's a. It's, it's hilarious, but you just said you just said a statement. But it's also if like, I was ever it's a crazy the way, billionaire, the way you said the way you said I, it was also great because you were just like, so this thing. Listen, I should probably just get this Don't out worry, of the way. Don't worry, I'm gonna say really quickly. That's that's amazing. We, uh, that's, that's really cool. Uh, Do you like? Have you watched it game? Like, we've not watched it. No, we haven't watched it together. Has like, she talked about it? Like, she's. Is it, is there an opinion of it within the family? Great um, question. Great question, Daniel. Uh, thank I, you. I think the opinion is fine, as far as I know, but I don't know. I think she. I think they haven't. Wa- I think they honestly haven't really watched it. And the first time that it was referred to, hmm. I laughed heartily because it's it came up. We were talking about something about. We were talking about. Um, uh, we were, I think we may have been talking about um, Orson Welles, and she and then she just very casually said. Oh, well, when you made the movie about my great grandfather, I was like, "With oh, the movie about your great grandfather, you mean that is a cake?" Like it was one of those. That's things. amazing. But it wasn't. 
it was very casual. It was very casual. I, I that's that's. Funny. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But I didn't mean to steer us off topic. What no, would you do if you were a crazy billionaire? I would mash up a bunch of weird. I love I would, this I would, idea. I would make. I would buy the rights to things and then just well, like force yeah. them together. That would be amazing. I would I make. I would. I, I would put. It. I would put James Bond in a movie with Super him. Mario Brothers. I, <laughs> I want. I would want. I would want to do a movie that will never get made, but it would be. Some shit goes down in London that causes Batman to go to London, yeah. and then the Her Majesty's Secret Service dumps. They they're like, oh, this is a threat. We gotta we gotta oh, send yeah. our best agent after him. That's so I- you have Batman, full gadget arsenal. Bond full gadget arsenal and they just go head to head. It's actually kind of a great idea. <laughs> I actually but the fights would be great because they're, be they're both kind of humans. humans. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. almost kind of sounds more interesting than Batman versus Superman. Yes, it, it is much because more. they both have to. Mm-hmm. They they're more leveled. Yeah. They're yeah. more they're more. Like, and you get a, you do a fight at a fucking event party where he's just Bruce Wayne in his tuxedo oh, and yeah. Bond's in his tuxedo. Oh and my they have to god, go I head. want this now. Come on. Come on. I mean, it's it's it is a really good idea. It's such a, it's such a shame. It would be so hard to make. World's it greatest detective versus the world's best spy. I, I was it. just oh man, that's so good. Because <laughs> I was just thinking about I was just thinking about Roger Rabbit yesterday, and about how not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Chris is just tucked into bed. <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Remember when his wife played patty cake on him with Marvin Ackman? Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about how. That I mean, although Wreck It Ralph did that to a degree, but the gaming industry did, was yep. a little more open they to did. it. But that type of of film IP and television IP, right. that will never happen again because they're just everyone's so protective of well, their. Also, IP. like the Lego Movie, that's what was so good about that. Yeah, because well, they could because Lego has the licences to all of those characters. Oh, I guess, uh, so I guess could, you're right about yeah. that. So no, no, but, no, but, like, you're right, but, but it's true. a rare thing. Yeah, though. you're absolutely, right. and there is something incredibly cool about it. And now, like. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be increasingly hard to to do that. But that was amazing about the Lego Movie. I feel like there was a Harry Potter reference in there somewhere. I feel like Dumbledore. Wasn't there a Dumbledore? Yeah, yeah there was yeah. like a Dumbledore thing in there. It was Dumbledore and Gandalf maybe. Maybe it was Hagrid. I don't know. Um, but it was it was it was. I was very pleased. It's one of those weird things where like, whenever lots of those things are being listed or like they go through those classic cult things, you just there's a small party that goes like. I better mention Potter in a minute. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, why didn't they mention the... I mean, I don't want to be I, weird I mean, about you know, it, but... Is it weird that we're not on that list? I mean, pretty big fucking movies, right? Pretty big movies. I mean, bigger than you start listing off all the movies that yeah, are bigger than this. Yeah, it's fucking bigger I mean, than this. I mean, like we've done. I mean, I mean, Lord of the Rings, like whatever. But like, we've there's been more than still, that. there's still a there's still a small billboard for the last Harry Potter movie that's sitting up on Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard that hasn't been taken down. It's like, how long is this just gonna sit here? Just that's to remind people, crazy. I have to that's tell you, we went to we went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. I did as well, and it was a Hogsmeade is almost done, and then oh, cool. you can see the outline of Hogwarts up on the cliff. Yep, but it was yeah. wasn't lit, so. It it just looked like this ominous. It looks because cool. I haven't been to the one in Orlando. It's oh, so good. It's the best. It's like that's the thing. I was so skeptical when all that stuff was going on and being made, and I was like, "Is this just you know, it's going to be done for money and not well?" And you know, and it's. But then they they included like Stuart Craig, who's the production designer on the films, like designed. Uh, design the part which means it looks amazing and is the queues are long um, it's, it's like you, you spend two hours yeah. getting to Ollivander's one job and it's like a room this big so the queue is my, uh, my sister I feel like you might have an in I feel like you might have an I did we went actually and it was amazing because it was just like we went before it opened so it was kind of like just, we had our own theme park with it, oh right? that's incredible and, and and we like and we went and you go into the one job and there's a guy in there playing Ollivander and who is like in character yeah. and, and, and even with us he was like hey hello Welcome, and we like we, there was this party. The ones like, you don't need to. It's okay. Like, it's us. Like, did he give you the same like, wand, or um, did he did he did he I, choose a different wand? I, you know, I can't remember. Could be, I could see him doing both. I could see him going. Well, I'm going to stick to the script, or I can see him going. I'm going to surprise him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I can't remember what happened, but he they, they were all. But that's the thing. I got there, and it was like, wow, this is genuinely like amazing. And for kids, like that's my my sister works at Universal Orlando really? in the. Dark arts or something. Oh, she's really? like, yeah, she oh, has to cool. be a character all day. It's like, oh. that's awesome. I bought so much because there's a, the shop is open where they yeah. have all the stuff. Sure, I bought so oh, much. Ravenclaw stuff. As it is. Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers. How, how did you end up with your strong Ravenclaw affiliation? Did you just get sorted on the, like, I did get like... sorted, and I also 
when I was when I really kind of thought about it, here's how I think it sort of breaks down. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> no, it's not. It's just really not a bone of contention. Oh boy, I'll just yeah. put this down while Chris goes into this. <laughs> I uh, I I think Gryffindors are probably more of the jocks of Hogwarts because they tend to they win the house cups they win right. the they win they win the, they win the Quidditch kinds yeah. I feel like the Ravenclaws are more of like the snarky nerds I feel like the Slytherins are kind of the obnoxious shitheads <laughs> you just made me remember the joke so what go on, no, go on and then the Hufflepuffs are kind of the derper derps <laughs> that was when that whole that was what the the Harry Potter logo that been like that made me howl with laughter was when you just trolled you stupid Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god. Like, I can imagine you got so much. I get so much. Well. So a lot, yeah, was, a lot of people did not have a sense of humor about that. It turns out a lot of Hufflepuffs like, fuck you, the Badgers. Were, and I'm like, okay, come on. It, it, obviously. It's obviously joking. And like, I feel like you've got to, they should just be making jokes back. That's the, like, that's the. Some kind of, people really did. Some people but, really did. But uh, then other people were really. But let's be genuinely offended. You're like, no, 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 guys. No, I'm just been fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, Lydia got sorted into Slytherin and I got sorted into. And I got sorted into mine. Which one's the uh, fat kids? Where do they go? I'd be there. Hufflepuff. <clears throat> great, great. Into it. Into it. We're gonna have so many I mean, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not a Sorting Hatter anymore. We're gonna have <laughs> yeah, he's really so hungry. many magical yeah. snacks. <laughs> but uh, I'm not waiting into this one. And so, uh, when, when so the Vicar Frankenstein comes out Thanksgiving week? Yes, Thanksgiving uh, November 25th, I believe. That's yeah. Wednesday. That's before Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. Yep. That's perfect. Um, yeah, and it's it's it, the thing I loved about it was that it's like. It was a you know a, a studio movie that had this kind of you know at the heart of it it's you know Eagle's not in the book so it's not a by any means a faithful retelling of the book but it is what it takes from the book is the the sort of argument of the and, and of you know man's relationship to technology and science and the fact that we live it, you know as sort of written as a response to the fact that we always live in this sort of dual state of extreme gratitude to what technology and science does for us and kind of a fear of what it can do in the wrong hands um, so it was kind of fun that there was this this stuff happening on one side of the film but actually the main thrust of the film was just like this kind of entertaining chaotic like ride through 1850s London with these two guys making monsters I mean it just it just feels like a fun take I mean yeah. it's, it's similar to you know, the first time you saw Guy Ritchie Sherlock, you're like, oh, this is really fun. Right. What yeah. a fun take on these guys and yeah. this character that we already know and just a different, uh, just the a trailer, different the tra- I like the trailer a lot because it seems really frenetic. It all, it all just reminds me of the scene in Back to the Future 2 where Doc and Marty have landed in 1955 and they're running. One runs this way with exposition and then runs back <laughs> right. and they're running back and forth talking to each other. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I run. I don't know how many miles I ran for this film, but like I, I would have, I did a huge amount of running for this film. Um, I chased quad bikes and cameramen and all kinds of stuff. It was great. I love it. Um, but yeah, and, that's, and that was what's fun about it for me as well. Was like It's the first time I've got to do a lot of that kind of like stunt stuff since Potter because, you know, if you're, if you're playing Allen Ginsberg, there's less stunt action. Um, so it's, you know, it was uh, it, it was fun to be able to like do all that kind of crazy shit again and, and, and yeah, and then be on like mad huge sets. The sets are amazing, which they make the film look like it was made for a lot more money than it was. And like, and Fabian, the DOP, you know, and Jania costume designer were all responsible for that as well. So like, yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I hope people enjoy it. And like, and it is, a, you know, it's, a, it's as you say, a new take. And everyone keeps doing this thing where they're like, oh, so many Frankenstein movies, come on. <laughs> Like we've had three Spider-Mans, and we're going to get another one. We're about to get more. Yeah, we're about to get more. Like there's been five Spider-Mans in the past fifteen years. This place is lousy with Spider-Mans. So many Spider-Mans. Where are all these goddamn Spider-Man coming from? Uh, so yeah, so I. It's I a feel Kimmy like Schmidt joke. That there's a play in, in Kimmy Schmidt. I, don't know if it, yeah. you, I highly recommend I watching great, the show. Yeah. It's amazing. Tina Fey hit a home run here again. Uh, but uh, there's a fake play in it called uh, "Turn Off the Dark." Or too many Spider-Men, or something like that. <laughs> it's just the actual name of the Spider-Man. It's well, I forget what the play is so called, the but it's that like the, the subtitle name. is "Too Many Spider-Men," <laughs> and the people keep getting injured from oh. Spider-Man falling onto other Spider-Men. That's a really, I mean, that's a, <laughs> and like that's in the audition process, he, funny he has to, Titus has to act and like as part of the audition, and it's directed by the third Affleck brother. <laughs> 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 in the audition process, the guy has to jump off the ladder onto Titus. To to see if he could still act after getting hit by a Spider-Man. <laughs> there was, um, there was a, a friend of mine was who I worked with on the musical I did in New York. He, uh, he, who's like one of the most physically capable, fit, 
uh, disciplined people I've ever met. He got down to like the final auditions for Spider-Man and to be one. I think maybe the Green Goblin or Spider-Man do a lot of that kind of stuff. And just went to the final audition and was like, uh, then they they presented him with like this this huge metal thing that he would have to wear on his head as he was on wires um, swinging around and that above that was the, the yeah, he had no eyes really couldn't really see and he was just like okay yeah no I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> this is not uh, this is not gonna die I'm gonna anyone. die and yeah and it was not I'm gonna go do the Queen musical in the West End <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll just do some yeah we will rock you mm-hmm. very simple are you, do you have some time off now or are you gonna go back and um, do something else I am promoting this and uh, promoting Vince Frankenstein a really bad Badly on this show because I barely <laughs> talked about it. But, it. No, it's in there. It's in there. I, it's in there. And I've, also, I've talked about it. I've talked about it a lot recently. So it's people. I, I've, I've been talking about it. Um, and that's what's <laughs> fun about coming to this show and doing it is I get to talk about other. Weird and we'll also front load um, the show with. We'll front load the show. We'll oh, talk okay, about cool. it too. So it'll get it'll get it'll get epic. Pl- plenty of pl- um, plenty of plugs. But yeah, um, so I'm promoting this, and then I am hopefully going to take a holiday in December, and then after that, um, I'm going to start a film hopefully next year in February. But like everything else that I'm interested in, like it's one of the weird indies that is you know I don't know I don't think this one is particularly dependent on the whims of uh, millionaires that just have no money throw or films. hilarious billionaires. Oh, hilarious billionaires. <laughs> But like, so I think it, this one seems like it's it's definitely happening as, as definitely as anything can be. But um, but you know, it's it's hard because like that's what this year feels like a real victory because we got Swiss Army Man and also uh, Imperium, the one I just finished, which is why I shaved my head. Um, we got both of them made, and they were both indies, and it's, it always feels like a massive victory when you get one of those over the line. I was gonna say you got a good shaved head. Yeah, I think every dude should shave his head at one point in his life just to see. Did it? You, you, have a, you have a good shaved head. I know, I Terrible did. idea. I did it once. But you have. To, but now you know. I know. <laughs> Never and, anyone says. and I know that I'm know. going to keep Rogaine handy. Uh, <laughs> can't let the Lord take this away from me. Is that going to afford hair plugs? Yeah, you and McAvoy it. both basically probably have shaved heads right we now. We both have shaved heads right now, yeah. We look like weird. And everyone's like, it's so crazy. Did you do this together? I'm like, yeah. No, we sat together and shaved each other's heads. We shaved each other's head and we picked like <laughs> apes. We shaved each yeah. other. We're no, supporting um, each other's roles. He's, uh, he's doing it. His is actually not for Xavier, it's for Split. Um, oh. With um, and like Shyamalan. I'm not Shyamalan. Yeah, because he's Xavier pre pre hair loss. Yeah, he's a he does gorgeous head of hair, Xavier. Yeah, yeah, but they. Oh, yeah. Don't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Victor Frankenstein opens November 25th. That's a Wednesday, kids. That is a Wednesday. Thanksgiving is Thursday. You got Friday off. No one's working that day. Head to the theater. The mall's going to be crazy. How long do you want to hang out with your family anyway? An hour, two hours? Like, if you want some, you know, something to fill the silence, go see a movie. Yes. Celebrate the way the pilgrims did by seeing Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's loads of Thanksgiving stuff in it. <laughs> it's a very Thanksgiving movie. You'll be you'll be you'll be giving thanks. Yeah. When you see Victor Frankenstein, November 25th. Uh, but thank you for being here, and hope to see you soon. And yeah. safe travels. Awesome. Damn right. Congratulations on your star. Yeah, and thank you again for Dude. being there. And oh, I heard. He got epic placement, too. He's right in front of, right in front of the, like, Hollywood Highland and across the street from El Capitan. Yeah, like, like epic placement. Nailed it. it was cool. Yeah, Way it was go. really, like... Who are you next to? I'm, I'm very near Matt Damon, and I'm near Gig Young, who was in Blazing Saddles, uh-huh. which I think is uh-huh. awesome. And, uh, Bee Gees and Michelle Bee Gees Pfeiffer. Were there, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, absolutely. There was, Solid like, Ray. it was some really good... I was very, I was very happy. It was, it was, yeah, it was really cool. It was one of those things that you sort of are almost in denial of how, how amazing and cool it is until you get there and like, okay, no, this is a big, huge deal. You got your hands at the Chinese theater too, right? Yeah, man, this kid, he's got everything. Knighthood next. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's a long way off. I, 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 yeah, no. I'll make you a knight. Yeah, I'll be okay. Sweet. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Sir Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) It is official. Awesome. Yeah, you can just name me that. I think that would stick. (laughs) Pretty sure. Great. Pretty sure. Awesome. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Enjoy your burrito. (laughs) Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. 
and it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hatcast. Follow the Cat in the Hatcast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hatcast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.